Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back. Josh Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Crider here on the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Get your horns up because here we go. Horns up, talking Texas podcast. Nick and I doing a quick little one right before the game. We have our guest, Josh Booty, quarterback, former quarterback at LSU. And you also weirdly have a World Series ring. Those who don't know that, you've, you, 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 you sneaked one in there. Uh, he played snuck for the that. Florida Marlins. Snuck that in there, played for the Florida Marlins, won a World Series in 98. Yeah. Yeah, 97. Snuck 97, I say. Yeah. yeah, snuck it in 97. And knows a thing or two about playing the quarterback position, especially in the SEC. All right, we're twenty point dogs at home. Eleven a.m. kick Central in Austin. It's going to be hot as I'll get out, as Quan would say. Do we have a chance, or are we Bon Jovi living on a prayer? Oh, you know, I think from a position to by position standpoint, I think you guys match up pretty well. I think the quarterback position, of course, is Bryce Young and all of his experience. You know, Heisman Trophy winner a year ago. Uh, really has a chance to, to make it back-to-back. No one's ever done that since Archie Griffin, only one person in the history of college football. I think, you know, he's primed and ready to have another solid year. They've got the great tailback uh, Gibbs that has come in from Georgia Tech. We really hadn't seen him showcased yet. He had one big run last week, but, you know, they're playing Utah State. They won by 55. They didn't give up any points. Uh, I think I think the, the biggest part of the game is going to be can Quinn Ewers get in a rhythm early? And if he does, then I think Texas has got an outside chance, you know, to, to play with them because I think we, they match up. Texas mm-hmm. matches up in, a, uh, you know, positions on the field. I just think at the quarterback position, a lack of experience, a youngster who can – we know he's going to be an NFL guy. But, you know, is he ready to take on Bama's defense, Saban, you know, in that secondary and all that he does to kind of disguise coverages – blitz do some of those things Bijan's going to have to have a huge day I think he's going to have to have 150 all-purpose plus and it's going to be a huge coming out party if he does you know to have that type of game uh, everybody knows who he is but I'm talking about main stage Heisman favorite type of stuff he's got to do something like that for Texas to have a real chance to win this ball game I just think there's there's too much uh you know there's parity all over the field but at the quarterback position Bryce Young is, is so experienced he might be the you know the the reason why Bama moves the ball efficiently from the from the get-go to the end, you know, and then it's Quinn Ewers. Can he do that with him? Can he match Bryce Young? I don't know if he could do that yet. I think yeah, you to, up- to your point about Bijan having a big game, I actually spoke to a, 
a Heisman voter last year. And he had mentioned, when I evaluate my Heisman voting, I look at these guys in the big games, not just, you know, every game where they play against Utah State or when they play against, you know, Louisiana Monroe. I want to see the Heisman candidate, how he performs against the best of the best in all of college football. So this right here is the biggest showcase Bijan's going to get all season. No Mm -hmm. doubt. The national scene game. These are two national scene teams. I mean, we know Bama is the team to beat. I mean, they got all the first place votes in the preseason polls, um, you know, outside of Georgia and Ohio State, a lot of a love, you know, Clemson with a little love, SC starting to get a little love, Oklahoma gets a little love, but really it's Bama that gets all the love. And until you knock them off this year, they're the ones with the returning starters. They're the ones with Will Anderson Jr. who's led the country in pressures the first two years of his college career, a freshman, a sophomore season. I mean, that guy's a legitimate Heisman candidate. I think the, the receivers at Bama are a little down this year compared to what they had last year in the regular season with Williams and Michi. Uh, you know, they Burton, thank God he came over if you're if you're Alabama because they didn't really have a returning guy with a lot of experience and big playability. He gives them that. But you know they got talent all over the field. These guys just have to step up. So it's kind of just, you know, in college, it's a Every year is so different. you got a different nucleus of players and staff even changes. You know, there's a lot of rollover in college football with the transfer portal and all that. But, you know, Texas is going to have to play big. There's no doubt. This is like a natty kind of game for them. It was like, you know, every week you kind of get one or two games that are just the bigger games than, than all the others. This is, of course, it with game day and Fox being here, ESPN and Fox being here. But, you know, it's just – is B, can Bijan and Quinn Ewers and that offense and that offensive line dictate a little bit of what happens in this ball game? Uh, to be honest with you, if they don't and they get in a bunch of third and longs, man, that's a long day for anybody. I don't care who you are, you know, and, and or who you're playing. And if Bama can shut them down on first and second down, make him throw the ball in third, pin the ears back, then now they dictate. It's like can Texas you know, kind of kind of stay, keep itself in all the little situations that go throughout the course of a ball game on offense. I think the defense at, at Texas is not bad. I think they got two great ends. It's a lot better. You know, tough. You guys know the, the personnel better than I do. I've done some research this week, but I think they got, you know, player for player, they stack up pretty good against Texas. I just – you know, the experience and winning a big game, learning how to win in a big atmosphere, all that kind of plays into a into a role, you know, of, mm. of how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're saying a lot of the things in a perfect world, like where everything's rainbows and pina coladas, <laughs> for Texas to win this thing, Quinn's got it's got to be methodical. He's got to get the ball out quick, and he's got to get the hand the ball in the hands of his playmakers. He's got to have long drives. He's got to keep the hand, the ball out of Bryce Young's hands. Bryce Young ran the ball fantastically. It's the best he's ever ran the ball in his entire collegiate career yeah. last week. I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen again. Yeah. I, he, 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 I have Bijan. You said all-purpose yards, and I love that you said that because I've been harping. I'm hoping Bijan gets 100 yards in the air. I don't care yeah. how he gets the football. Just get the ball out and get it to him. Get the ball out. Get it to Whittington. Get it to Xavier Worthy. You have Jatavian Sanders, who Nick you brought up last show, was the top rated tight end in the, in the nation last yeah. week. From a from a you know, a, more than the Georgia guys, yeah, from a production standpoint as well, he's fantastic. And put pressure on Bryce Young. You're not going to put the Georgia level pressure we saw in the national championship game, but we all saw what happens when there is pressure, and the receivers. Mechie and Williams are gone. 
And I don't, they replaced them. Burton's a good replacement, but not as nearly a good of a replacement as we've seen the wagon that was Alabama. It's not like Calvin Ridley. Okay, cool. Up next, we got like whatever rugs and we got like Judy and it's not like, you know, and then we have William, but it's not like one after the other, after the other. I think there's something missing from the skill set position on these guys. I don't know if they replaced Evan Yale properly. I think I love the pressure we put up. We put we had 20 sacks all last year. We had three in the one game last week. Yeah. And we had a defensive touchdown and we had a special teams touchdown. If you're at home, they're coming in. Texas has nothing to lose. We've been saying this all week playing with, we're playing with house money here. If Bijan goes for some chunk yardage in the air, which is completely sort of out of his scheme. He doesn't necessarily always go for that. And if we can get him in the air, if you get Xavier Worthy cooking, I know we Nick brought out and Alex brought up last time that he didn't, we didn't really show the whole playbook, you know, no need to roll out the red carpet for ULM, right? You can, you can get yep. by you doing a little bit. So Xavier, yep. where you got some tricks in your back pocket. If we go in and we're at half and we have like one of those, you know, miscellaneous touchdowns, and we're in this game. I think we're in a position where we can win this thing. Now I, we could be sitting here and this could all be wishful thinking and it could be 21, nothing at the end of the first quarter. And yeah. I, could, I mean, we, we were last year, we were up almost every single game at half and we ended up losing half of those. So how, how does that matter? What's your mentality? How many times have you been in that situation where you guys were up and you've seen it slip through your fingers and maybe cause that, you know, it's I kind of ironically bring up that Florida Marlins team. Because if memory doth serve me correctly, I don't think y'all were supposed to win the World Series that year. No, we were a wild card. You know, it's, you got to play the game. And that's what, you know, Saban does such a good job with that over year in, year out, is he, he you know, he almost like he negotiates with his players to play super tough and super, you know, hair on fire. You know, just he, he motivates them. And that's what makes him so good is like every year is different. They don't rely on the past. And he just – preaches it over and over and over and he gets it in their thick skulls it's like guys like it's one play at a time Belichick did that in the NFL I mean with Brady and that group for years and years and years it's like every every game is new game presents different challenges you got to do your job we have a different game plan different personnel different staff this year like everything matters and that's that's the thing it's it's 11 a.m game anything can happen early in a game you know especially with you know on the road a lot of times I and mean, i've played early games i've played late games it doesn't matter you got to get yourself up and ready to play when you're talking about 18 19 20 year olds i mean my my brother at sc Sarke- i've known sarkeesian since he was young and he gets guys in space you're talking about b john robinson i was thinking reggie bush because he, he got Reggie in space, and it did a world of wonders for Reggie at SC. If he could do that for Bijan or if he could do that back then, you know he can do it now. He's a better coordinator and coach than he is than he, than he was then, and he was great then, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for things that's got to happen in Texas's favor, but, you know, early game, young kids, you never know how they're going to respond. Like you said, if, it's, if it, they keep it close, they got to get yours in rhythm. That's the main thing. It's like I, I saw my LSU Tigers play Florida State and get beat last week. We were never in rhythm. We're better. I mean, we dude, better. Kelly, yeah. bro, his nuts, his <laughs> Brian Kelly's nuts looked like extra shriveled up raisins. It was abs, absolutely pathetic. First go. Not like you're look, man, you know better than anybody. Saban was your guy. That's your head coach right there. College, man, you know better than anybody. And you said it amazingly well. 
like he's one play at a time for a team that's supposed to win the national championship. And you can attest to this and please, I hope you echo me. He's not even, he's the farthest thing. He's the only one that's not looking at January. He's looking at first quarter of this game. Yeah. Yeah. I think Brian Kelly's trying to learn his team and, and they got nine new staff members. He doesn't know these players that well, and he's in a different scenario and, you know, they, they just look bad coming out the gate, look passive. He looks passive on the sideline. There's no sense of urgency. He said, we didn't play with a sense of urgency. Well, it all starts with the coach getting people fired up. You know what I'm saying? You've got to play with a sense of urgency. So I think that's Go for two. Is. Why yeah. were y'all not going for two, dude? You strode well, 99 yards, bro. I'm sure you were sitting on the couch. Yeah, but if, if they went we, for two and he didn't get it, he would he would cause more scrutiny. No, <laughs> I, I disagree. You've already, they already had a block kick that game. Two blocked if, kicks in a game is pathetic. If you're on the road, you go for two. I think at home because that wasn't at Tiger Stadium, but it was in New Orleans. We had the we had the bigger crowd, no doubt. I think maybe you go for one. We we're playing well at the end; they, they weren't. So overtime, maybe you know, kind of lends its favor to the team playing the best in the fourth. You know, sure. I just I we shouldn't have been in that game. How how do you make how do you pitch the ball on the three? And, and and give yourself, as Florida State, a, a chance to have a turnover there to give LSU the ball back. That was ridiculous. I mean, 99 of 100, that pitch play goes well, but it's that 1% chance. You got to hand that ball off and get the guy going downhill and not have any kind of scenario where anything can go back. Yeah. You know, and, and Florida State almost shot themselves in the foot. I'm not a Norvell guy. I think he's a nerd. You know, I can't watch the guy on the side. Right. I, it was John Kelly, too, because he ain't saying nothing. No, he stinks. Play. You know, so, you know, he's he's had some good years. I'm going to give him a chance. But at the same time, I don't – I didn't like the way that the – you know, the we, – we didn't play inspired football at all whatsoever. Our receivers are the strength of our team. They were never in the game. It looked like they – they they had – I don't know what. They looked like they had smoked weed, you know, but right before the game. It was so bad, you know, and it looked like they didn't know what they were doing. But I'm hoping it, Bama, I'm hoping some of the Bama players will smoke some weed here before the game. I hope Austin – look, I hope Austin's such a fast-rising city. I hope that they, you know, they sneak I'm out probably, and get a little drunk. They, on, maybe you should – you know, yeah, you should invite – don't you have an event tonight? You should invite them to the event. Do us all a favor over here. Yeah, exactly. Y'all, you, you might need that, actually. <laughs> I think we do. All right, so what do you – realistically, what do you think is going to happen? What's the score – What's your final score prediction of Bama, Texas? Like, what are you thinking over here? Uh, I say 41-24. Take Bama. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think the strength of, uh, you know, I think that they're going to do it differently this year. It's going to be a run game. We saw Bryce run for 100 last week. He never does that. I think they're going to have to beat teams in a different way because their strength is personnel is different. And I think you're going to see Bama line up and try to – physical running attack not not that they won't go three and four wides and make it and run out of the spread I just think they'll run first and then throw I think I think last year it was throw and then and then an occasional run you know I think so it's kind of flip-flopped if it was 60 40 last year pass I think it'll be you know more like let's set the tempo on the ground and with the RPOs and with Bryce Young where he has a chance to hand it you know out of the gun and he can throw it or run it like it's Mm -hmm. like almost Old Oregon stuff that we saw back way back, you know, with Mariota yeah. back. Yeah. I think that's what you're Bam is a lot of a lot of dink and dink and dink, and then him getting outside and throwing a big Boom. jump play. Yep. You know, him handing the ball off to Gibbs because because this kid Gibbs kid, he he's unbelievable too. I'm talking about he's awesome. So he's a stud. 
He's a stud. I'm uh, Bijan, I think, is the best running back in the country. I really do. I think this guy's right behind him. There's two or three that are really good, and these two are right there in the mix of the best, you know, tailbacks in, in college football. Yeah, I just want to say, though, I, yes, I think it's Bijan. I think the kid in Wisconsin's good. The kid in Ohio State, K-State guy's good. I think okay. I would love – I hope this Texas team and the coaching staff – is letting the fans and the media worry about the SEC move and worry about the recruiting, and they're just worried about the game. I'd imagine that's the case, and I imagine they're focused on this one. They're focused in the four quarters, and whoever's wa- not whoever's watching the stands, not whatever the schedule is going to look like in two or three years. They're focused on this game because it's complete lightning in a bottle that they'll, they'll need to catch. But a lot of people and a lot of every, every, there's just so much going on with the way the landscape works in college football that if there was ever to be an upset like this, now is the time. But I don't think you're far off. I, I We were saying that we cover and it goes under, and that would be a blessing. I I, I think I think the team is really focused on this game. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. And, you know, we had mentioned that Quinn has to have a big game, and I think a lot of fans and a lot of people watched the game last week, and there's mixed opinions. It's, okay, you know, he had some shaky – he had some shaky drives. But at the same time, like, a lot of his passes were screens – bubble passes, out routes, right? Most of his yards were yards after the catch. Jatavian Sanders and Bijan Robinson got him a lot of yards after the catch. So I think there's not a ton of tape for Bama to look on Quinn. Hopefully yep. we get some more downfield passes to our bigger guys. Xavier Worthy needs to get in the mix more. Whittington needs to get in the mix more. But, you know, it's going to really come down if he can make those decisions quicker and if he can be accurate with the ball. But I'm looking for him to have a big – a confidence booster here because if they if they lose by a single score or if they lose by 10 points i think that's a win in my book and and josh yeah. i think you just got you just picked them to cover because they're a 20 and a half point underdog and i think you had a 17 point spread there yeah i i think it's going to be around that number you know 17 to 21 I, I really do i think alabama's offense is not near as explosive but their defense is better than it was a year ago i think if they can put pressure on quinn and it, it'll be you know, it, it's going to be very, very difficult if they don't and they get the ball out of his hands and they make plays after the catch. But Bama's so good at, at tackling in the open field, too, and, and limiting limiting big play of, uh, opportunities for an offense. I mean, they're so good and well-rounded uh, in the back end of their defense. And that's why, they're, that's why, you know, them and Georgia are better than everybody else every year is because their defense, man, they, they get off the field on third yeah. down. and. They don't give up a bunch, and it gives the ball back to the offense. Bryce Young's got these extra, you know, possessions, I would say, more than other teams because their defense is so darn good. So they apply so much pressure in every situation, every different way that you possibly can apply it all day long. And can Texas survive some of that, you know, as they go through the course of the game? I mean, I guarantee that. Saban said, let's make it difficult for them every – I can hear him talking, you know, every series, every play. Make it difficult on them every play. That's every matchup. Every matchup, yeah. play, let's dictate every situation on the field. Everybody has their own situations, but if it's zone or man or blitz or 4-3, uh, 3-4, three, three, you know, there's all kind of different situations. That short yards, goal line, third down, long, third down, short. Let's manage all those situations. Right. right. The right up on top, guys, more than not. And so and he I plays think- – and I think Sarkeesian probably has the same philosophy as well. He's got to tell a lot of these guys on his team that have never really played against the caliber of team that Bama is, right? Because let's be let's be real, like the Big 12 
is nothing compared to what Bama is going to present to you. You've got guys on both sides of the ball who are going to be first round picks. You've got guys who are probably out of the 11 starters on each side of the ball, probably like eight or nine of them are going to the league at least. Right. And I think Sarkeesian just got to tell each player, look, just win your individual matchup. If you win your individual matchup by the numbers, we're going to, we're going to win that side of the ball. Right. Like over Sean's got to, got to beat his guy, you know, like Coburn's got to beat his guy. You know, the, the offensive line just got to worry about the one guy they're blocking and then it'll all come together. I mean, it's, it's tough to say, but like, it's a team like Bama, you just got to win your matchups here. So for the betting folks out there that want to listen to this podcast, you like the over I'm guessing, cause that's 65 and yeah. you like Texas to cover 20 points. I do. I think, uh, I like the over for sure. Um, you know, just both teams score points. I, I, I and I, that's the trend in college football is the over. And both these teams have good offenses. I think, I think, uh, you know, if Quinn plays a, a, the game that he's capable of playing, we all know he's a talented kid. Then Texas are going to put some points on the board. Um, you know, the 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 day the, the wide open spread offenses kind of lends its hand to points being scored, and it's 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 so hard to play defense against a team with a good tailback and a good Q, QB because of the RPO. So I like a lot of points because both teams have great quarterbacks and great running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Texas can play close unless they get down quick, quick early, and then they get totally out of sync or something, or you know, the, you 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 get one dimensional. You know, you can't get one dimensional if Texas gets one dimensional. Uh, and has to throw the football and try to go up and down the field with a night uh, with a with a young freshman quarterback. That's a that's a recipe for disaster, because Saban's back there calling those defensive plays and he understands it. It all comes down to you know at that point like football IQ. It's like they they're coaching these guys up. Both teams are coaching these guys up, but like in the thick of things, who has the highest football IQ? You know, at the very end of the day, and and is it the young kids? you know, is it the young kid at Texas Quinn or is it Bryce young, you know, at the end of the day in a shoot, you know, and, and I would think that Bryce young has the experience. I've seen the kid play since he was 12, but I've seen Quinn play too. And he's done. He dominate everything he's ever done. So pulls down to like situational football and, and, you know, and and some of the play calling, but Sarkeesian knows what he's doing, man. This is going to be, this is an unbelievable match. I mean, two former assistants beat Saban for the first time last year. Jimbo beat him. And Kirby beat him in the championship. He he had never lost a former assistant. Last time, he's lost to two. (laughs) Now, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Now, last time, think about last time, uh, Sarkeesian played a mentor as a head coach. That was Pete Carroll in 09 when he was the head coach at Washington. And the USC came in and they were the number three team and they were favored. And Sarkeesian beat them. Yeah, Sarkeesian. I like the trends. Like the trends. All right. (laughs) Okay, Josh, we always ask people what their favorite memory is as a longhorn to close it out. But obviously, you were not a Longhorn. Although I'm sure you love your you love yourself some Austin. Who doesn't? Just in rhythm with what's going on here, he was your head coach. What is your favorite Nick Saban memory of all time? Um, you know, I've got a lot of them, a lot of bad ones, and a lot of good ones. Um, you know, when he first came to LSU from Michigan State, uh, Chancellor Emmert, who just stepped down as the president of the NCAA, mm-hmm. was our chancellor at the time and we had got him from Washington to make the decision University of UW to make the decision on who we were going to hire and DiNardo had just gotten fired and I'd been there a year with DiNardo 
me and my brother were sitting in there. He's a receiver at LSU and Saban comes walking in with the chancellor at the time, Emmert. And, you know, he was being announced as our new head coach and he's got that Jimbo and Muschamp and Polini and Dooley and all these guys in the room, you know, that they're, they're all now household names in college football, but he put a great staff together, but we'll, we'll, right out the gate. And that was something different that we didn't have before, uh, even with the strength and condition, but he said to everybody in their seats, he goes, we're going to win a national championship here. And we were four and seven the year before. Now this ain't, this isn't like we were nine and, you know, nine and three the year before we're four and seven. He's, he's like, we're going to win a national championship here. It might not be with the guys that are sitting in this seat, but at LSU, this staff and I will win a national championship. And he's like, we all go, Whoa, you know, this guy's serious. He's already talking national championships and we hadn't won a game and he had never won a national championship. This is pre any national championship that he ever won. Jesus. So he had, on his shoulder he came in talking that language and i loved it because i was like dude we're not we're 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 going to be practicing harder but we're going to be practicing smarter and we're going to start to believe in everything that we're doing because this guy's got a super belief in what he's doing and we all bought in and and the rest was history three years later they won now, i was gone because i i was older but but the three years later, sure enough, LSU wins the national championship and then now he decides to go to the nfl didn't like it went back to bam and won six so, I mean, this guy, he's just an incredible, incredible human when it comes to organization and mm -hmm. getting, communicating his, his agenda to everybody. Like, it's his agenda. Everything's his agenda. You know, if he, if he wants to get things done, it's – I mean, if, if we're getting to something done on the field, it's because he wanted it to happen, and it ain't because of anything else. I mean, he, top down, he's a, he is a, he's a dictator, but he's accomplished. He wins. He's, you know, he's great with the media. He's, he's really a, a player's coach, to be honest with you. He just coaches you hard and expects more out of you. So you're like, wow, I've learned more under him than I had anybody else up to that point. So I, I just like his style. You know, it's hardcore. Yeah, I mean, he's, there's a reason he's, you know, legitimately just the best. Yeah. He's the best. He's the best to do it. And I go. I always remember of all the things like the Moose and Muhammad. I think it was that was the player he was discussing one time where he should have been spending. I could be mixing up my Michigan State players, but there was one thing where he gave a kid in a second chance and then ended up working out. So we. I love. It's always known that he has a good connection. A lot of his former players, and he's really stays in the lives of people and tries to mentor people. So, yeah, no, he's the enemy. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say you. You hit the nail on the head. It's like Belichick. He'll go get he'll go get a kid that's in turmoil and he puts them into their system. And it's like, they straighten up, right? It's like they straighten up and, mm -hmm. and get a kid and straighten them up. It's in ha And it happens so fast because he's so darn disciplined and they got great players. So if you, if you don't do the system, you're out in the heart, you get spit out quick because it's so disciplined. It's military discipline almost, you know what I'm saying? To a certain point, and his styles changed over the years because our day and age is a little different now, but, but, 20 years ago or, or more than that, dude, his style was discipline. He, he, you can't make a stupid mistake. Don't, don't ever make a stupid mistake. And if you do, you won't be playing. So the IQ goes up just because you're scared to death to make a mistake. You know, you got to think about everything. You never kind of rest on your laurels or think you made it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these kids, they get to the, the college football. They think they made it. Well, that it ain't the NFL yet. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And he, he gets that instilled in every player on the field that they ain't made it. And they're they're one play away from not, not playing because they got a five star behind him. He, he stacks the cupboard. So it's recruiting 
and football, you know, discipline and IQ and all that coaching put together that makes him just unreal. <laughs> it's a yeah. shame. It's a shame we're going to kick his ass on Saturday. Josh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Go every, if you're listening, you're out in Austin night. Go check out his event. Where is it? One more time. WTF Ice House on Sixth Street. Whiskey it, Tango Bula Challenge. So download the app Bula Challenge or BulaChallenge.com on the Apple Store. It's Bula Challenge or we're a peer-to-peer social gaming app. So you can bet, dare, challenge, wager your friends anytime, anywhere on the blockchain for everybody to see. Amazing. Love it. We'll go check it out. You guys go check it out too. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Nikki Snacks, right? Where the horns up, one half of the horns up talking Texas podcast. We'll see you guys next time after we kick some Bama ass. Get your horns up. Hook them. Hook them. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.